Hey there, it's Carrie Conover, the founder of Educators to Educators, and today I have one question for you. How are you? How are you doing? It is back to school. And I know there's a lot of burnout teachers out there that felt like summer wasn't long enough. I know there's a lot of teachers out there that did get the rest they needed and are ready to tackle this new school year with a fresh mindset. And then I know there's a lot of people in between those things. So I'm just curious, how you doing? How are you? Message me on Instagram, send me an email. I want to hear from all of you. Tell me how the start of school is going for you. And if you're lucky enough to not have started school and you're still on summer break, I hope you're enjoying those last few days. Today, I'm going to get right to the point. Teacher summer reboot. Teacher summer reboot. <laughs> Teacher summer reboot was so good this summer. And I know there are a lot of you that like were not in the mood for professional development this summer, but there were a lot of people that attended Teacher Summer Reboot and are watching the videos and the um, recordings of all the presentations, and they're just so darn good. So those presentations are available to E2E members. You can become an E2E member for $10 a month, cancel anytime. Also, many schools pay for their teachers to be E2E members. So if you're interested in that, head over to educatorstoeducators.com. But for those of you that aren't E2E members, or maybe you are an E2E member and you, you know, want to refresh, today I wanted to share out with you one of my favorite presentations from this summer. They were all really good though, but this one stood out to me because it was very practical. And so I asked the presenter, Rebecca, if we could repurpose her presentation for the start of the school year. So Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca did a presentation on different types of ed tech tools that can help you out in your classroom. And the first three that she shares out are all around student engagement. So what we're going to do is we're going to break her presentation into a three-part series. I'm going to do them, uh, hopefully, three, boom, 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 three in a row for you. And the first presentation is about three tools you can use for student engagement and then she has some kind of like other runner-ups or that want some that she has on her list that she thinks are great so these come straight from a teacher who is using these tools in their classroom so I am sharing out today with you the audio from her presentation now this was a video presentation with slides so sometimes when she's speaking she might be talking about something that's seen on the screen and I think you'll still get a lot out of this just from hearing the audio but if you are listening and you're like, oh, I really want to see this too, head over to educatorstoeducators.com backslash blog. And there's a blog post and it's, in my humble opinion, very well laid out and easy to read. You see the name of the tool she's talking about, a short blurb on it, then a video, the video clip of her presenting. And then to the right, it's all about the pricing, like what you get for free and the upgraded for all three tools. And then if you're an E2E member, of course, go into teacher summer reboot the module and go find Rebecca's presentation and watch the whole darn thing because it's really really good again it's ten dollars a month to become a member I don't try to push it down anyone's throat but I like to remind you that if you are interested in this kind of content and you need this little bit of refresher for the beginning of the year it's uh, a big bang for your buck all right well without further ado this is part one of this series Rebecca Stump's recommendations for EdTech Tools, and this one is about student engagement. 
Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All right, so hi everyone. My name is Rebecca. I've been in the classroom for the past 10 years and I have been the tech guru at my school or more like the tech guinea pig. So anytime that I wanted to try something new, I would always go to my principal and say, hey, can I have a few dollars to try this? Or I would reach out to the tech companies and say, hey, I really wanna try your product. I don't have the funding now. Can I have a free trial? And so for the past 10 years, I have tried numerous amount of different tech tools. And then once COVID hit, we were forced to go into the ed tech sphere to try to find our solutions. And I was yet again, the one who was piloting all of these different programs with my kids to figure out what would work. So today, because I firmly believe that tech is going nowhere, I think it's here to stay. I am going to try to give you a very brief overview of the different tech tools that I have found to be the most useful in the classroom. It's going to be fast paced and a little bit overwhelming only because I'm trying to fit a ton into a short period of time. But at the end of the session, I have a link that has every single tech tool I've talked about. There are live links, you can click on them, learn more. I'll also drop my email and my LinkedIn at the end so that if you have any questions, anything that you wanna follow up on, I am always here to help out. All right, so I am going to share my screen. Here we go. All right. So, as I said, I am doing a teaching in a tech based world presentation. And today we're going to go through multiple examples of tech tools that I have found that will help you with the following three categories engagement comprehension and retention. Because as teachers, that's really our job, right? We wanna engage our students. We wanna make sure that they actually learn something during the class, and then we need them to retain it because if it's something that they'll immediately lose, then our class wasn't effective. It, it wasn't something worth, worth learning. So I'm gonna break them down into those three categories. And then I'm gonna give you pros and cons of each. I'm going to give you options and ideas for implementation. And I'm going to kind of walk you through in quick videos how to use the tech tool so that you can begin to brainstorm ways that you could put it into your own classroom. All right. So our very first topic is engagement, and that is obviously just active participation in our lessons. The way it was accomplished before tech was through guided notes, worksheets, raising your hand, turning and talking with your partner, or like the good old popsicle stick. And all of those are excellent tools. And I'm not saying we should shy away from them, but there are now ways in ed tech that allow you to gauge engagement directly, right away, real time, and provide constant formative assessment, as opposed to when you do popsicle sticks, you're getting one kid's answer or an exit ticket, you're waiting till the end of the class to see if they understand. And with these new ed tech tools, you can stay with your students the entire time. So my absolute favorite tech tool for engagement is Nearpod. It is a real time, it, it provides real time insight as to if your kids are understanding the material, if they're engaging with the material, if as soon as you lose your kids, you know right away that you've lost them. It's a ton of different activities. They have 20 plus different ways to engage students and it's all in one single platform. Another pro of this is that it integrates directly into Google Slides. So if your school is a Google school, then you can actually build out in Google Slides your Nearpod interactive activity. Okay, so 
I have a split screen for you. The one side of the screen is the teacher slide and the other side is what a student would see. So the student gets a code to join the lesson and then they're going to have to fill out their name, right? And then they're gonna join your lesson. They are unable to change their screen until you change it for them, which is great. So they have to stay on the screen. I start out with a quick little quiz, always something fun, a poll to get them immediately engaged. Okay, so they'll submit on their screen and then on the teacher screen, and I apologize because I was in student mode, but in the teacher screen, you can see every single student's answer and then you can share out the poll and have a cute little discussion. The next type of question or activity you can have is an open-ended question. And this is great because the student will type out their answer. And then on the teacher screen, you can see every single student's response. And then you're able to share out that response to the class. And I'm gonna pause for just a second. You can share out the response to the class so it appears on their screen without the student's name. And that's excellent because you can show examples and non-examples or a good answer, a better answer, and you can have a class discussion right there about the, about the question. And you'll have that immediate feedback without embarrassing or putting a student in the hot seat. So you're not asking for a volunteer, you have all of the, their answers, you can share them out anonymously. All right, let's continue. So that's always a really good option. Another is you can share PDFs directly with the, the students, give them five minutes to read, and then you can ask comprehension questions based off of the PDF that you've pushed out to them. This is a drag and drop example. So I'm asking them to put the main characters into the setting, because today we're talking about a summarizing technique. And then again, if you look at the teacher slide, I see that Rebecca got them correct. I can share Rebecca's response with the class. So everybody sees, they have an immediate student example and it allows again for that example, non-example. Another way is to have its gamified learning and they, the more questions they get right, the faster they climb up the hill. I'm not doing this one today just because of time, but it's very simple. Okay, then you can have just purely instructional slides. And then finally, you can have the gauging for understanding. So my students hands down favorite is the drawing feature. So I ask them to draw the somebody. We're using somebody wanted, but so then to draw the somebody. So they're gonna draw their little red riding hoods. They love being bad at drawing. They can change the colors. And then again, you can watch what they're drawing. So if they draw something inappropriate or they draw something that's not accurate, it's on your screen and no one else's. The only time that students see other student work is when you want them to. So again, it'll submit, I'll see it, I can have them share it out. Kids love to share their drawings. All right, the next activity is a matching activity. Okay, and this is really great because it will tell you on the teacher slide how many tries it took them to get the answers correct. So eventually they'll all get them correct because it is a guessing game and you can just keep keep going until you find the correct pairs. But then on the teacher slide, it can say, okay, it took the child 10 tries to get those five matches. There's a, there's a disconnect there. They haven't comprehended what you want them to. So this is a great fun formative assessment tool. All right, 
Um, and then, so it'll say on here, it has to load again. My internet was being slow, but it'll tell you seven tries. You can view the pairs, share the pairs out, talk about why this is correct versus that. You can do a matching activity. So where they have to pull the words, this is again, your scaffolding, you're moving from easy to hard. So now they're beginning to see what a good summary would look like. And they're just filling in the different responses. And then at the end, obviously you could have them write that full summary and then share out those summaries. So it's constant practice. They're, in, they're engaging with the material the entire way through. And you as a teacher know, oh, Johnny didn't get it. And the very last thing I'm going to show you with Nearpod is quiz, which is self-explanatory. So you do the quiz and then obviously the teacher can see the responses. It is an amazing tool. What's being shown on the screen right now is that you can build out your slideshow in Nearpod, the actual EdTech tool, nearpod.com. And it's very similar to PowerPoint. You can go through, make your information slides, and then your engaging slides. Or you can go into Google Slides, create your entire Google Slide, all of your information, and then use an extension to add in your interactive tools. Hands down favorite, the pros. You, your children are interacting the entire time. They have a wide variety of different engagement activities to keep them on their toes. You can assign it asynchronously as homework and then just get a report of what the children responded, or you can do it as a live lesson. It's a really good live lesson because you can constantly be pushing out those examples to the kids. They have a really good built out library. So you have a lot of those lessons already pre-made that you can just pull and grab if you're in a pinch. And again, it's that instant feedback, constant formative assessment. You know the minute you lose them, which is really a powerful tool because then you're not wasting time. The cons, the free version, you have to use and build out in Nearpod versus being able to integrate into Google Slides. And that is a huge con. It's fine to do it in Nearpod, but it is slower and it's a little bit chunkier. And it does take a little bit of time to get used to the program, but once you get used to it, you're golden. My runner-ups, okay, so Formative is a very similar tech tool. Absolutely love it. There's nothing wrong with Formative. The only difference would be that, and I'll actually show you a little what it would look like here. Okay, so this is a formative quiz I made, and I've already gone through and pre-answered based on time, but you can see all of the different questions and answers. It's a great little quiz tool. You have videos that you can integrate into it. You can do memes, you can do Google Docs, you can do images. It's a very similar activity as Nearpod, but what I think is the only downside to formative is that it doesn't get to be presented or shown in that really put together, way. So it's not as pretty. I think it's a little clunkier. It's a little bit, it's linear. And I think it reads more as a worksheet quiz activity, as opposed to an engaging lesson. Look at the amount of things that you can do. You have a variety of different content that you can pull and integrate into your formative lesson or activity. So there's, again, like a multitude of different ways that you can integrate this tool. 
And I am showing you now how you can use it. And again, because of time, I am going to move through the activity, but I'll, the whole PowerPoint is gonna be linked. You can slowly go through and watch examples, but it's easy. You find an image, find your question, build out your multiple choice, and then you can shoot this out to children, both again, asynchronously, or you can choose to do it live where you, the teacher will push out question per question. It shows you the correct versus incorrect answers in a really visually appealing way. So you can see up these kids, all of them missed question two. Let's go back, figure out what was wrong with question two. And again, this information comes at you in real time. So it's not like you'll have to reflect on it over the evening and then try to reteach. You can reteach as you're going, and that's extraordinarily helpful. The pros, it is very fast and easy to use. You can build out informative within minutes. You can get an assessment ready to go. So it's super simple and you can have all of those different questions built in, real-time monitoring and feedback. There's a lot of variety of things that you can ask them to do. And then the cons, it is a little bit clunky at first. And like I said, it's not as visually appealing as Nearpod, but it definitely gets the job done. And then finally, the runner up for this section is Plickers and I love Plickers. So Plickers gives every single student a separate QR code. And the nice thing about it is they all look different. Then on the QR code, it will say A, B, C, or D on the different sides. And when you ask questions, so you'll build out your question set, just you as the teacher doing it on your, on your laptop, Okay, and then you ask your children the question, it's displayed on the board. They all flip their QR codes to what they believe is correct. And then you use your phone to scan the, their QR codes. It is great because then on the board, it will immediately show you how many are right and wrong. Not who got them right and wrong, but how many are right and wrong. And so it's an instant visual for the students. It's nice because the kid next to you doesn't know which one you chose, A, B, C, or D, right? Because your QR code is different. And they really enjoy flipping and using that QR code. It, if you, I zoomed in a little bit, but you'll see all of their names will pop up in green if they got it right, red if they got it wrong. So you visually as a teacher are like one, two, three, four. Okay, I have six kids that didn't get it right. Do I need to modify and adjust? Pros significantly outweigh the cons. I love Plickers. Huge pro. If you are in a school that doesn't have one-to-one -one technology or the Wi-Fi is a little bit spotty, this, this tool only needs a teacher to have a cell phone and a teacher to have internet access. That's it. So you can still have your kids engage in a tech-friendly activity without having to actually get them tech. So that's a huge pro. It's extremely easy to use. There's a lot of pre-built questions that you can pull from and children feel really safe guessing because no one else in the class knows what they're guessing. The cons, you are limited in the amount of question sets you can create unless you go for the premium version. But again, it's extremely inexpensive and 100% worth it. I absolutely love Plickers. Well, friends, that's the first part of a three-part series where we hear tech pro Rebecca Stump 
tell us about her favorite tech tools. Like I said, if you're more of a visual learner and you want to see all of this in action, you can head over to educatorstoeducators.com backslash blog and see three separate videos where she shows you the insides of all three of these products, as well as all of the different links and pricing plans to sign up. Until next time, my friends, hang in there in the beginning of the school year and keep on teaching on.